Log Talk Radio. Good morning, and thank you for joining us today for Live Dharma Sunday. Please note that if you have called in to listen to today's broadcast, then all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you're listening from any of our Bright Dawn sites, note that it is not necessary to call in. You may have to wait a second or two for the loading and buffering process to complete, but if there is still no audio, please refresh your page. For more information about Bright Dawn and its activities and links to our social media sites, please visit brightdawn.org. Once again, thank you for listening to Live Dharma Sunday, and enjoy the talk. And welcome everyone to Live Dharma Sunday for October 3rd, 2021. Koyo Kubose here, and I'm so very, very glad you joined us. Oh boy, oh boy. I'm going to talk today about mental flexibility. And here's the way I came to this topic. I was thinking about early morning... uh, rituals, routines, and there was a time some years ago when every morning, okay, I'm not exaggerating, it was very regular, I did stretching exercises, okay, first thing in the morning, okay, Uh, this was back when we lived in Skokie, and I'll get it out of my system, I should start this again, Maybe if I keep thinking about it, I will. Because it's good to be flexible, right? You know, especially as we get older, we get our joints get stiffer and everything like that. And so I used to lie down on the rug in the hallway every morning and stretch. I, I didn't... I have any research to figure out the best routine. I mean, obviously, a lot of people would do this. They would go to the library or, you know, in the old days, go to the library. Or they uh, get some uh, advice on stretching routines. But I didn't do this. You know, I just sort of just started doing this, and I did some common sense stretching. Okay. Just lie down and... Stretch different parts of your body. And I did this every morning. It's good. It's good. Uh, And then I was thinking, in addition to physical flexibility and stretching, how about the mental component? Hmm? Uh, What might that mean? 
Think about it. Huh? Physical and mental stretching and flexibility. And and the word mental flexibility, I think this is a uh, main characteristic of wisdom. Uh, mental flexibility. Because if you're caught in some kind of, a, or, you know, so-called attachment to a certain way of thinking, certain thought, whatever, that's okay until you run into a situation that requires mental flexibility in order to proceed. That's the trick of things. The whole strength of uh, human civilization is that we have libraries that we could pass on the, the past ancestors, all their discoveries through a lot of struggles, perhaps, no doubt, uh, certain way to handle certain problems so that we, if we become familiar with this, so well, hey, we don't have to repeat those mistakes. And this is a big difference between humans okay, and other organisms that we could pass on our information, okay, not just through instincts and so forth and genetics, whatever, but this is how one generation or to pass on what they learned and this is how we make progress in the long run as a civilization, as a species. And uh, so if you want to, we come into a certain problem. We say, well, gee, how did they handle this in the past? Oh, like this, like this, or hmm, this kind of wrinkle and so forth. That's what makes human civilization progress. Huh? Now, as I said, when you come up to a new problem or a problem that's cannot be solved with using the old methods, the old rule of thumb, the old equations, the old formulas. Huh? Then uh, our prior knowledge is a liability because you said, oh, we're like a horse fly hitting the same window. Bang, bang, bang. There's a lot of open space all over the place, you know, out of this room. But we're just stubborn. That's, you know, somehow, say, hey, look around. Hey, hey, I could go this way. I could go that way. Hey. That's inter interesting. Huh? What is it that makes us go boom, boom, boom? Or, hey. Okay. Now, there's uh, drawbacks, no matter which way you look at it, right? Because sometimes if you spend a lot of time on a, old problem because you think it requires a new thing and the answers are already there. It's been handled by past generations. But for some reason, either you didn't know it or some other stubbornness, you don't say, hey, this is easy to handle. This is how we learn to handle it. Oh, oh. okay. But that same thing, when you do that, has a liability built in. That, like I said, if you find a new type of a problem, sometimes the old ways might not work. When they work, fine. But when they don't, 
then we have to have the mental flexibility to say, well, let me look at this in a new way. This is going to require a new way of thinking. Huh? Uh, this is a tremendous kind of a, mm, what are you going to call it? Dimension of how to live, okay? Successfully, happily, and so forth, okay? To be able to be skillful and using helpful ways, and when the existing helpful ways don't work, be open to devising new ways. Now, everybody's life is the same in a lot of ways, right? But it's also unique to an individual. So in other words, uh, although we can uh, have a lot of stability and, and help by doing what our ancestors did, okay? We do this knowingly or unknowingly, okay? Right? But there's always an aspect when you, that your own life is so unique, uh, you need to have an open mind, a flexible mental flexibility that allows you to explore new ways, new ways of thinking, okay? and so forth in order to get more fulfillment and success in your own individual life. So that's what we're talking about. And when I talk about a quiet revolution, refers to a new basis, a new way of knowing things. Okay? So this is what can, be, can lead to, if we start using certain language, new paradigm. See, a paradigm is not just new knowledge, but a new basis or way of looking at knowledge and getting knowledge. And this is where imagination is necessary. And in fact, Einstein said, imagination is more important than knowledge. Whoa. I remember reading this as a high school student. I came across it and said, imagination is more important than knowledge. Einstein. Oh, that really, I cut that out and I put it up on my lamp over my desk. I did. And at that time, I superficially said to myself, hey, I might not know much, you know, but I do have imagination. So I felt comfort in that. But Einstein was talking much more profoundly about what we might call the nature and structure of revolutionary progress in all kinds of ways. Uh, how do how how does how do we get how do we move forward? Okay. Whether it's in science, whether it's in personal um, life. Hmm? Well, how can we use this uh, this kind of a paradigm idea, a new way of looking at life? Hmm? And maybe we could use the models that have been uh, 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 thought about in terms of scientific revolution. So if we look at 
There's a book quite old now, Nature and Structure of Scientific Revolution, that introduced the concept of paradigm. Okay? Not just new knowledge, more knowledge, but a new way of looking at things. That's what paradigm means. And it happened in physics, the, the hardest of you know sciences. And and his book talks about how there was a switch from Galileo's time to Newton, and there were certain people that sort of personified scientific revolution, a new way of looking at things, not just more knowledge, but a whole new way. Huh? And one point was, is when you really make progress like this, it's not because of more knowledge or uh, some kind of an invention or something like this. It's a new way. And usually we're caught in our own paradigms. We cannot, because of the paradigm itself, you cannot see a new way of looking at things. The paradigm is so helpful, but it's also confining. So it, so usually one generation, uh, they don't make progress. It's the next generation. Because it, <laughs> it takes new guys to have a new way of looking at something from the older generation. It's a, they cannot communicate. There's, there's no one experiment or one argument that would make, say, oh, this old way is no good. Okay. You're always okay so far as it went. But a new way of looking at it, okay, this is not just more knowledge. Okay. A breakthrough means a new way of looking at something. Okay. Newtonian physics. Okay. Before they used to think, uh, I remember the book, about physics, they used to, the, the scientists, the leading scientists of the day, okay, maybe in the Middle Ages, they had a theory about uh, some kind of a substance that made up physical matter. And, and through their observations, they said, oh, this substance has these kinds of characteristics. Okay. So it, the model had to, of course, uh, handle the current data the observations, and it did a pretty good job, okay? But Newtonian physics was a whole different way of looking at the structure of physical matter, atoms and molecules and stuff, huh? Uh, and this book talked about how those things happen. And so I get turned on when I say, hey, how can we utilize this idea of new paradigms, new way of thinking, for our own spiritual development. Hey, hey, hey. And uh, what is a quiet revolution? What is a paradigm in, in the spiritual sense? Mm, that's something to think about. Hey, that's our challenge. That's our life purpose. Hey, hey, hey. That's all for today's broadcast. Till next time. Keep going, and you have a beautiful day. Thank you.